Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. So, just a little note that this is a collection of podcasts since the 28th, the day after the full moon, that I have been drawing the attention to the Pallades uh, transit with Mars. And, of course, then discovered, even though I knew of Pallades through the Wake Water Co., but he has brilliant empowering music and of course today it will be maybe the highest moment that Mars and Pallades energy will be in close uh, contact since January 20th 1991 and won't be again until 2038 so It's not just about the moment, it's the moment leading up to, which like I said, we've been talking about this since the 28th of February, and it will go on for the rest of this week, and also we have a very important conjunction tomorrow with Mercury that is still in the shadow period, so it's still getting back to its momentum, and when it's slower, it's more impactful, and Jupiter, and because I know of these times, it is officially this week where I will be inviting souls, I've invited some already, to come and discover and learn Sky Astrology. My course is ready and if you feel called to really learn about Sky Astrology, I will be having a webinar this weekend not sure when exactly and if you are curious and want to know more about sky astrology do please go to the website and go through book a discovery call and when you do that in that space you'll come to what is sky astrology and there there i will be answering those questions for what is sky astrology also on saturday uh one of the dear members of the sky astrology almanac membership calendar group soul family excel will be interviewing me for her dream podcast and it is a very special moment because i was there when she revealed to me that she was thinking of doing a podcast after I had seen in her sky that her voice and that what she had to offer her soul's journey was aligned with speaking her truth. And so this moment for us is quite special. So if you want to tune in, it will be out this Saturday. We are recording it tomorrow. And she's also put out a link 
saying, if you have any questions for me, <laughs> don't ask too many questions. I'll answer. Well, you can ask questions and then I'll answer maybe some more on the webinar this weekend. But yeah, a lot happening today. I've been waiting for the right moment to launch my course. And so I can serve a lot of more people because it has been a struggle. I know some of you are still waiting for things from me and the struggle is real. So let's see how we use this beautiful Mars energy. I have included the meditation that I found very powerful on the second and it talks about the organic biodynamic energies that I acknowledge and lots of other souls are slowly understanding the power of these energies. It's not 13 sign uh, astrology or 13 sign plus. So it's not a label. It's the sky. It's about looking up and acknowledging all these energies and tuning in. So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I've had to cut the music off just for, of course, copyright purposes. But thank you, Brian Ferry, Panna and Polo. Um, who else did I play? I don't know, but I do pay Spotify. And I hope Spotify pays them properly so that we can bring this beautiful universal language and vibration of music to us as we digest real cosmic information for our mind, body, soul, and spirit. Okay, have a beautiful moment as Pallades and Mars align. Keep your intention. If you can stargaze, great. If you can't, use your app to know where it is and focus your attention there. Take your power back. You have the power. You have the power. (laughs) Ciao. Hey, it's me, silly me, who sent you the podcast twice, but... Everything happens for a reason is what I say. And it could be the excitement of the closest connection to Mars, to the Pallades star system. And looking at the energies, I see that it has a lot to do with the number six. And therefore, I am playing a six hertz Theta by Earl. 639 hertz sofrego music in the background and I will send you the link I suggest you might want to tune into this it does something to me and I just want to come with a soft reminder to vibrate in an unconditional trusting without fear state of mind state of body state of frequency as we are co-creators and feel 
the magic when we do not act in fear, when we slow down, when we know we are not helpless, and we know that there is magic in the universe. It is about tuning in and finding a safe place of love and vibration. Thank you, Tesla, for focusing and sharing these numbers, 639. For letting us know that everything is energy, cannot be destroyed. And if we want to take our power back and align with the highest energies that are a clarity and close to a clarity, a divinity, a clearness, a seeing clearliness. And I think it's a good time to close your eyes. And travel to the stars that you know of how they look like when your eyes are open. I want to take you to those magical three stars of Orion at the Orion's belt. Because these three stars are in alignment with the Pallades star system. Let's think what we're looking at here. This part of the sky is Taurus the bull. The bull is placed between Aries and Satis and Orion. Orion space was associated with what was called the house of Gemini. So Orion has also this air energy available to it. If you're a student of mine, you know what I speak about with the Orion energy. So here we have Orion, which represents the opposite energy, the opposite archetype of a focus energy. Here we have an expression of humanoid, which I see as man, as us. Here it's an invitation to be the seeker as Orion is the hunter. What are we seeking? We are seeking to understand these energies that are aligned together. So as we 
travel to the three stars of Taurus. Sorry, the three stars of Orion. It points us through Taurus to the beginning of Taurus where the Pallades star system is. And not very far from that space, we have the cumulation of Satus stars, airy stars, and our Taurus stars. Aries with the fire it's known for, Satus with the water that it's known for, Taurus with the earth that it's known for, and Orion bringing us the air through its connection with Gemini. What is this telling us about these four energies sharing a conversation? Orion is seeking the answers to how to have this heaven on earth like the Egyptians building a replica of these stars on earth how to have the blow like above how to have the idea the air the thoughts the conversation about this earth plane mankind and this earth existence the nature and the beauty of our senses our basic enjoyment of touch sight food love all these things that come naturally to us as humans on this earth plane. Of course we are aware of the fire of Aries and the waters of Satis. Which comes with a need to show itself, show its fire, show its waters, its duality of creation and destruction. fire that destroys to renew and the waters that create and bring change
know that this is a journey when we experience these energies and that it's not just for one day. It's an invitation to start to acknowledge and see these energies and use them for the rest of your lives if you wish. Pointing out a celebrative moment, a celebratory moment where they are highlighted. So as Mars at GMT time 2326 will be the closest it's been to the Pleiades star system since 1990 and where it will visit again in 17 years. Let us come from a place of gratitude that Mars, that is associated through our ancient wisdom, through our ancestors with the waters of Scorpio and the fires of Aries, is coming into this earth space of Taurus and the Seven Sisters. Or the Six Stars, because we don't always see the Seventh Star. There's a mystery to that as well. I wonder if it's time to question about that very little interesting speculation that our sun could be the seventh star of the Pleiades star system. Because you see, it's all about perspective. If you were on Mars, how many stars would you see in the Pleiades? And would one of them be the Earth star? And if the heavenly bodies are just vibrations, of the firmament of the waters is asking us then to see what that energy integration in the waters the movement of the characteristics that we use language to associate with these entities with these frequencies what does that mean in this conversation between air, earth, water, and fire? 
I am very optimistic about the possibilities of Mars bringing in both water and fire as it aligns here in a place that is associated with preparation and grounding and planting and when you ground and plant you have the soil and you have the sun you have the fire the warmth and you have the water you have everything to grow plentiful from a beautiful creative space that embodies the positive and the negative. And so, if anything I ask you is to look up and know that so many souls before you have been drawn to this part of the sky. All earthlings have view of these stars and that unites us and that is magical. And be open, listen to the frequencies, the frequent thoughts, the frequent feelings that come when you focus on this part of the sky. Tomorrow knowing that this is a conversation between the house of Gemini, also known as Orion, Taurus, Mars from Aries, Satis, Waters, and Pisces, because they flow in that part of the sky together. This is the part of the sky we call the sea. Thank you for allowing me to share this very focused podcast. I will not be playing any music, but I will give you the link in case you would like to revisit that beautiful music, Sound of 639. Lots of love from me.
Hey there, long lost friends and souls. Yes, I had to put some finishing touches on the course and using this Pallades Virgo grounded superwoman energy. I tell you, it is so amazing to be able to appreciate the true position of the heavenly bodies in our sky on a Monday motivation where we have to ground it in as the sun is shining in air in Aquarius. So it's Monday motivation. What should we be motivated by? It's quite late. It's 1846, still early in America, California. I know three people who have birthday today. Happy birthday, Fabio. Happy birthday, Chris from Peaceful Human Advancement. And happy birthday to Teresa's son. You didn't give me his name. Anyway, isn't that lovely? Every All good things come in threes. Fantastico. So happy shout out to those lovely souls born on the 1st of March. It is my mother's month. She's born on the 18th month, the day of Edgar Casey. And there's a lot happening this month, I'm sure. More than uh, we are expecting. And the main thing is to be in tune with the energies, of course. And of course, we know where the moon is. And because we can see it, it's just come from a full moon. And we know it's in the largest constellation of Virgo, right? But we want to talk about where it's going to be in four hours. I like to pick the number 2222. That's the UK time, which is 22 minutes after 10 p.m. and the moon is at 22 degrees. You can't make this up. <laughs> 22 degrees Virgo. Super, super. I was going to make a post at that time because Neptune is also at 22 degrees. So let's say the moon is at 22 degrees of Virgo. The south node has now uh, tr moved to the vibration of seven of a focus. Lucky seven. Yes. Pluto is still at 29 degrees of Sagittarius. Saturn is still at 8 degrees of Capricorn. Mercury has moved to 14 degrees quickly, slowly, quickly, quicker, <laughs> moving quicker, and will meet, I'm sure, with Jupiter. Another amazing day coming up. Jupiter is at 16 degrees right now. Venus is also at the lucky number seven of Aquarius and our sun is at 13 degrees of Aquarius. As I said before, Neptune is at 22 degrees of Aquarius and Chiron is at 15 as it was yesterday. So is planet X at 31 degrees, Pisces, Satis, as is Chiron at Pisces, Satis, and Uranus is at Satis, Aries at eight degrees. We have Mars still. Oh yes, watch, people been watching the Mars and the Pleiades align. Really do that thing, do that thing. Mm. 
<laughs> I don't know why I'm so silly to that. Oh, it is good when you've been working really long time and hard and you're so, you know, believe it or not, I'm so meticulous about things to do with Sky Astrology. And I, this course has kind of been finished for a while, but every time I looked at it, I wanted to add something else. I wanted to do something. I've tried and tested it. Thank you for the feedback from clients. I just had to get on with it. And it is true. Whatever they say, don't sit on the fence. This is what I have learned as uh, knowing the Libra with the air. Really start. And by me just starting and trying, I got there. So if there's anything that you're not sure of that you want to do, to, I'll let you know that the universe, the earth energies are on your side and so is the north node which is this karma the present karma okay so that's where the heavenly bodies are we're gonna have a little chit chat about the Pallades star system that I just hinted a little bit on the last time because I was just kind of blown away by the interesting uh, correlations. Oh, thank you. Teresa also sent me something about the Pallades, but I cannot um, show it because I'm recording on my phone. Would love to, but I can't. So what I will do is talk about the things that I didn't talk about. So you know, just go to look Wikipedia. It's so interesting what they talk about. And of course, you know, this ideal of new age being, you know, something about Pallades and being um, some spiritual transition, shifting consciousness, great shift, shift of ages. I don't know how they got there, but I know some people reading the book Barbara Marsanak author bringer of the dawn and a lot of people seem to really resonate her stuff really resonate with them so that could be quite interesting about palladian et's beings who are linked to human ancestry you know we are all linked to human ancestry we are one but we're not the same we have to carry each other and we'll do it again okay so what they talk about do you believe that the Jehovah's Witnesses also has something to do with thinking about Pallades. When any star, anything, gets this much attention, there's something to it. That's how I say. So based on the hypothesis, the Jehovah's Witness religion taught until the 1950s is that Alcyon was likely to be the site of the throne of God. Arcyon is one of the stars of Pallades. I might be saying it wrong. Nonetheless, that's from there. Then you heard about the non-Sahara Africa. They called non-Sahara Africa in Swahili, but you heard that noise, that that noise, that information yesterday, and about digging. And a couple of people came back to me saying they were digging as well. So yeah, amazing. Uh, in the South Pacific. Uh, they have also some a myth about Pallades and about the stars being originally just one star, maybe then breaking up as well. So, you know, of course, they have moved over these thousands and thousands of years and time. But the main thing is that they were um, 
admired like they are admired today, right? And anything you give attention to, of course, you can embody. We are in the time of understanding quantum physics. Quantum physics was around before we understood it. Okay, so what about Australia, the Aboriginal indigenous people of that part of the world have several stories about we also call the Pleiades the seven sisters okay and they have these interesting stories but the interesting thing is because you can read how it a lot of it involves Orion and that is also amazing uh to no, because Orion is not in a lot of practices for astrology. So that is what, you know, one of the things I wanted to say. So these are the countries that, you know, are connected or have stories about the Pallades. So the Philippines, they say they're a flock of birds. There's in the archipelago. So it's all about seven. Hoo, hoo. And it was first Teresa told me about in Japan, Subaru and the car. Subaru is about seven. But isn't it about seven? And today's all the sevens and boom. And I think actually when Mars will be at seven degrees, it still will be at the Pallades. Because it's such a strong star system. It's, you know, it doesn't have to be exact. It's feeling in. But what I find is good about sky astrology, when you know it's there, you can really focus your attention. You use that energy to pull it in and make it even more powerful for yourself. They talk about Indian astrology known as the Nasantras. In Sanskrit, it's translated as the cutters. I don't know what that means. The Pallades are called the star of fire and their ruling deity is the fire god, Agni. Mm. So I could go down a rabbit hole with that, but it'd probably be a good thing for you to do some research yourself. And maybe Stargaze is also good to do, to get the information. I think it's interesting. I didn't know Shasta. Is that was the people from Mount Shasta? Tell the story of children of raccoon killed by coyote avenging father death and rising to the sky to form Pallades. The smallest star in the cluster is said to be the coyote's youngest who aided the young raccoons. You know, the funny thing about this is that I find, you know, these stories, <laughs> you know, these kind of random stories, they definitely code for something, right? It's not like a raccoon or, you know, Orion chasing girls. I mean, it's code. And yes, ha, Shastin people. And so, so many of us are connected to Mount Shasta through the Way Gorda Co. And uh, quite a few people who have gone there and spent time there. I've never been there. But uh, yes, this is about the Shastin people. Okay, the indigenous people from the Clackmouth Mountains and the McLeod Rivers, which has an incredible, um, very strong connection to water. Of course, water means cloud and all that. And yeah, you know. So anyway, that's what I want you to take away is looking and acknowledging 
the beautiful symmetry of the number four for the 22, 22, 22, the 22 degrees of Neptune, the 22 degrees of our moon, and the time of 22, 22 GMT time, of course, is the journey to mean time. And, of course, the lucky sevens of the south node and the Venus, of course. And Venus, of course, is connected to Taurus, which is connected to the north node, which is connected to Mars, which is connected to Pallades. Yes. So, please take that. Feel motivated. There's a lot of positive energy with this. And I, you know, not forget that Pluto is a little bit in it. I think it's less, which is fine with me. So it's moving towards, it's really the energy towards Mercury, Moon, and the North Node, which is fantastic. And so, yes, it is all good. And you send positive energies. You, you vibrate at the highest frequency of love. And what do you get? You get that. So let's play the rest of this wonderful French song that was sent to me by Cha-Cha. Thank you, Cha-Cha. I love it. I love it. And we're going to play some more requests. I wish you a fantastic day. I hope you're enjoying the calendar. Talk to you tomorrow. Have less to do. Bye-bye. Cheerio. Happy to see you. Thank you, Brian Ferry and Roxy Music, for breeding, leading us into this Sunday podcast with your host, aka Cloudette, because I love clouds and looking up. That's right. And today is the last day of the Gregorian calendar of February, but let's give our gratitude to this month that ushered in not only our calendar, but of course the Lunar New Year. And we started this new year with a new moon in Cancer in at its home, going back to really what where the foundation of the soul is. It is at home. Now, I would expect because of the reality of the energies that are potent in our sky right now today that the mood is getting a little bit more grounded in its being. The Leo energy of course is fiery and of course with our sun in Aquarius it's also philosophical and expanding the awarenessness of the polarity between what to do, how to play this game, and what the game is. Today, may I say, 
since this morning if you guys had the joy of being awake at the zero degree moment or if you had the joy of sleeping through and having amazing dreams at the zero degree moment of Virgo we have now this triad of energies in a very interesting way because the joy of the placement of the heavenly bodies in the real sky is that they are mathematically making important and energetic and particular connections to each other and that particularity today and that energy is a grounded energy but not just any old grounded energy no 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 it is the virgo energy and it is acknowledging our sun still in air and mars slowly really getting itself grounded after being in water for a long time after returning home to fire and now it can if we look at it this is a quantum physics thing so you thinking to drive you are a part of the universe where's your drive where's your mars now it wants to ground itself and because it is so close to the Pallades star system, those seven sisters, know that you are not alone in this challenge, that the universe is with you. And our moon today is creating a beautiful aspect to the Mars and the Pallades star system. It doesn't last all day, right? Because the moon moves one degree every two hours but we want to appreciate and use it and also what's interesting is that pluto even though it's in sagittarius it is mathematically also aligning and moving these energy and that's the advantage because that doesn't always have to be that these elements these heavenly bodies are in the same element They can be in different elements and still have a very positive and prosperous relationship. And that is the possibility with Pluto at the end of Sagittarius, right? But so close to, of course, the point in Capricorn where, of course, the Capricorn energies would align with the Taurus energies and the Virgo energies. And even though it's not Pluto that is in Capricorn, if I make a quick calculation, 4, 8, 12, 6, 4, 2, yes. (laughs) The midpoint of Pluto and Saturn is actually in Capricorn at two degrees Capricorn, which would align it with Mars and the moon. And why is this so important? Because when we come out of the space of inspiration, fired by Aquarius inspiration of wanting a better world of our humanity, and we have the light of the sun shining in Leo, we want to do something about it. We want to move forward with it. 
And today, if there's anything that you want to do, and in these, if there's any process you want to use for the rest of this month or to make intentions until the end of this period, you know, you don't have to make year long, uh, you know, plans. What we do, we moving with the new moon energies. And so the full moon is actually a status check to say, okay, what's happening? What has come to light from the new moon phase to the full moon phase? What has enlightened me? What has happened? Be aware in the present moment, in the past. Can you look back? What happened? What were you enlightened about? in the time period and now how can you use that light use that intel whilst our moon then reflects less light from our sun and we'll move into a new moon next time in Pisces right so we want and and that's great because we'll have a new moon and a new sun in the waters and we haven't had you know have anybody for an extended amount of time in the water so now it's time to really ground ourselves and you know seeding the you know the earth plant those seeds plant those seeds still in the long run knowing that when it's the right time you do it and plant them with intent, yeah. Plant them with magic, with unlimited expectations, and do the work. Get your hands dirty. This is really knowing that there is a possibility. And when I think about getting hands dirty, I had actually <laughs> written a whole bunch of stuff about a quote unquote rabbit hole that I found myself into, and it was pretty hardcore. And I thought, mm, I don't know if I should put this in the podcast. <laughs> so if you want to like get your hands, because that just makes me, I mean, the reality of this world of what's happening, the truth, when I find clear truth, when I find a, a trail of facts, that inspires me because I need to know the truth. I'm a truth seeker. And that's why astrology is what it is because we are looking at the truth and we are opening up our eyes knowing it's not just about the constellations or about the mathematical position it is about what I can see from myself taking my power back from what relationship I can create and foster and receive from our heavenly bodies the sun just like plants do and have done and all the living creatures on this earth have done since they were here and somebody thought it was a good idea to detach the humanity from that give them a new calendar give them a new system so that they don't know what's going on and keep them busy so they never look up anyway some people want to know right away where the heavenly bodies are exactly i've kind of told you a little bit So let's do the rundown, get some music going. I have a nice little playlist for you. I'm going to wish you a beautiful day. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for the nice messages about the calendar. I hope you like it. If you really love it, please share what you love about it on Instagram or social media or 
uh, yeah, whatever you can do to help Sky Astrology help others. So, at the time of, let's see, um, I didn't really think of a time. <laughs> let's do eighteen eighteen because it's we can't do twenty eight twenty eight because it's the last day. We're gonna do eighteen eighteen. So at eighteen eighteen, and you know, especially today, like I say, our the Mars will be moving towards the Pallades star system. And of course, it's like a little, quite a big space. It's just not one degree. It's a little range of degrees. So, at 18.18 GMT time, on the 28th today, at PST time, which is, of course, the calendar, eight hours difference at 10.18 a.m., PST and one eighteen a p.m. EST that's on the east coast of Americas and of course at 1918 for the European Eastern Europe the Central European time our moon will be at five degrees of Virgo and Mars will be at four degrees of Taurus. Definitely in position. Use your Sky Location app and see the beauty of Mars aligned. Or you can see it in the post I'm going to do right after this. Uh, the North Node is still at 22 degrees of Taurus. Uranus is still at eight degrees of Aries and Cetus. Chiron, actually, you know, writing Cetus in the calendar helped me pronounce it better as well. <laughs> anyway, so Chiron is still at 15 degrees of Pisces, Cetus. Neptune is still at 22 degrees of Aquarius. Our sun, though, moves one degree a day. Today is at 12 degrees. Venus is getting on at six degrees of Aquarius. Not far behind. Jupiter is still at 16 degrees. And see, of Capricorn and Mercury hasn't moved because Mercury is still slow so use that slow Mercury because normally Mercury changes a degree today like bang 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 or a little bit more and it was 13 degrees yesterday and it was just 12 degrees the day before or maybe even just a day and a half ago so it's still slow so really if you have something to say get your message out I am ready to sincerely launch my course so that's quite exciting for me and for you if you haven't if you're curious if you had a consultation but there's so many things that I have um let's say solidified developed proven for my what I believe really explained and clarified what sky astrology is and that was necessary because there's a lot of confusion especially at the moment but this is the metamorphosis is supposed to be confusion and we're looking for answers and I found some really powerful answers for me that have been really impactful that I've been doing with people who are getting consultations now but people who have had consultations before do not know company secrets Okay, there's like a swan, a group of uh, birds. Are they swallows in the clouds? It's so cute how they move together. Anyway, I digress. So, yes, 
Mercury's still at 13 degrees. Actually, today, later today, it's probably going to move to 14 degrees. Saturn is still at 8 degrees, so the 8th still have it so powerful. And Pluto, as I mentioned before, was 29 degrees of Sagittarius. And last but definitely not least, the south node is no longer at 8 degrees. It is actually at 7 degrees. So if you have a 7 degrees of focus, then know that the south node is there and contact me because I would be curious to know how you are feeling. But when you have a node aspect, a personal planet, it can actually be a quite a karmic experience and it's good to look for hints and it's also good to pay attention to your dreams. Thank you again, Lauren, the dream analyst for this your wonderful piece about dreams in the podcast. If you guys missed it, I hope not taking some hints about how to write your dreams down uh, after you dream. And that is all, I think, very interesting to be present about that rim that we are not normally in control of. I mean, some people do practice lucid dreaming, but if you don't, what are your dreams telling you it would be very interesting and a little practice because I think when our sign goes into Pisces which is and especially the first few days of Pisces because it's pure Pisces then what will the energies of Neptune that is approaching Pisces what will that bring you let's see but this is one of my favorite songs I'm gonna play some of my favorite songs today and I'm gonna play also um, some realistic songs to ground us, to remind us where we are and uh, do my little boogie and wish you, as I said before, a beautiful day. Lots of love from me. Take care of yourselves. Okay. Cheerio. Bye. Thanks for listening and all that. <laughs>